If you enjoy the show, share it with a friend. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us reviews and ratings on iTunes. You can find us on the web at www.facebook.com slash slipangleshow, and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at slipangleshow. If you're looking for performance parts, look no further than the team over at DefMotion. As a thank you to our listeners, DefMotion is offering a 5% discount to our loyal listeners. Simply shop online at defmotion.com and use code SLIPANGLE at checkout for your instant discount. That's deftmotion.com and code SLIPANGLE, no spaces, at checkout. Slip Angle Show, episode 20. Hard to believe 20. that we're uh, already 20 episodes deep, but uh, I am Austin Cabot, joined by Adam Jabay, and Hi. tonight I am up in Brazelton, Georgia, right by Road Atlanta, uh, with our friend Johnny C. How's it going, Johnny? I'm doing good, pretty good. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Man, I, I love Johnny's voice so much. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know like where we get all these good guests that have awesome voices for radio, yeah, we, and we sound like we, crap. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's all in the microphone that we provided. Yeah. It's very high quality. <laughs> very nice. Keeps the voice looking good. Sounding good. So, the, uh, so you guys are literally within like a stone's throw of turn six at Road Atlanta there? Uh, yeah, we're, we're sitting in my so house. turn six, turn seven? Turn six is turn where six? we're closest okay. to. Okay. So, um, you know, we, we can actually hear the cars right now testing for petite. Yeah, they're ripping through with some nice sequential gearboxes. It sounds heavenly. So they're out there tonight, too? Oh yeah, they're out there t- tonight. It's kind of surprising. Normally, they don't let the guys race so late because oh, know, that's it's awesome, neighborhood. <laughs> but yeah, I want I want to run that place at night so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, if you get a chance to run it at night, I mean, you're you're somebody special, you know. Yeah, that uh, that's a rare it's rarefied air. I'm assuming. Oh yeah. Um, the I was out at Autobahn uh, that, on Sunday, and they had just done a, uh, a five-hour enduro the night before, and a bunch of people came up to me saying how cool it was to see cars running at night. And uh, a lot of people really don't ever see people running on a racetrack at night. It's not something that always happens unless you're doing enduros or testing, you know. Or you know the track manager, Gingerman. <laughs> yeah, or then. <laughs> yeah, but that's Gingerman, though. You know, that's like yeah, we, we got away with a lot of Gingerman. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, lap times were only half a second off, though. That's at not night, bad. Oh, at during night. the day, yeah. Well, you should go so, faster. Yeah. It's cooler. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, besides so not being flat. able to see where you're going, but... Yeah. It's sort of flat. If you've got halfway decent lights, you can really... You can see a lot, I'm, I'm assuming. You know? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. I, I imagine Road Atlanta, though, would be kind of interesting at night. Like, going down turn 12, you're like, oh, crap, where are we going? Oh, man, that would be terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> we did uh, the VIR 24-hour chump car enduro. Yeah, yeah. And that was probably the scariest thing I've ever done in a car. That place is pitch black at night, it isn't was, it? It was like nothing. I, I found myself like finding other cars that had good headlights. Yeah. And then purposely staying behind them so that way I could see the track. And, <laughs> uh, and one of the cars I was following pitted. And it was just me, like all on my own. And I started going up through the S's. And it was... It was terrifying. I'm like, I think I know. Like, because you're going through the S's, you know, at VIR, you're going uphill, you're going probably about 80, 90 miles an hour into this, like, really unsettling turns. And 
you just doing all off memory. You have no idea what's out yep, there. Yep, muscle memory. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was, it was, it was bottom clutching. Last, uh, I think last last October, about a year ago, I, 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 the only time I've been on VIR at night, or it was almost night, it was dusk. I like we pull up to the track for testing at the VIR 13, and we had to t- do testing slash qualifying. There really wasn't any qualifying, but, um, and they say, hey, get in the car. And like I had just driven for like 12 hours that day <laughs> and I'm super tired and I hadn't been there in a year and I had never driven this car. And so I put my gear on like and f- within seven minutes, I'm starting the race car of parking my van, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and it's getting kind of dark, kind of dark, pretty fast. You know, everybody was going to try to get a night session in mm-hmm. and like, I immediately got thrown into the race car after driving for, you know, uh, 700 miles to get there straight <laughs> and it was almost dark and there's Porsches passing you so fast <laughs> and it's the uphill S's are terrifying. Is, it, is, it, is that when you got bumped? No, that was in the race the next oh, okay, day. Okay. It was bright and sunny <laughs> then when they hit me. <laughs> yeah. We had a, we had a guy on our team who was, uh, we, you know, all the old guys basically said, you're going to drive because he was 22 and uh, we figured he had the best vision at night. <laughs> <laughs> he had never driven the track before. He'd driven the car before. And so we threw him in at like 2 a.m. Like into oh, the geez. car and like, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Go find your way. <laughs> yeah. And he was laying down lap time similar to mine. And I was just like, I was so impressed with his driving. <laughs> that, that's a hard place to learn, really. Um, oh, yeah. Between turn three and oak tree, it's kind of, uh, there's a lot going on, you know. Oh, yeah. And then, and then you get the hog pen at the top of it. Oof, that's fun, man. <laughs> but at night, learning that at night, oof. Yeah, it's, it's a nightmare. That would Johnny, be fun. tell us about this, uh, this Crown Royal that we're drinking right now. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's an well, interesting story. Well, since you guys are over at my house, I've opened up the liquor cabinet <laughs> to you guys, you know. And uh, Oh, like anything? Uh-huh. Really? Well, there's not too much in there, oh, okay. but it is open. <laughs> uh, but the, what we're drinking is Crown Royal, right? So nothing fancy except for that it's got mo- motorsport heritage involved. Uh, I got it. I got that particular crown at the 24 Hours a Day Tona last year when I posted on Instagram uh, that I had an extra parking space. And Jacob Mosler, the, the son of the, of the man who invented Moslers, uh, decided that he, uh, he wanted the parking space, and he asked me what, he, what I wanted in return for it. And, he, and I said, I don't know, bring him some bourbon. He brings out this giant bottle of Crown Royal for the parking spot, and I proceeded to drink a quarter of it. <laughs> and the rest of it has just been making its way down. <laughs> it is absolutely delicious. So I've, I've never had Crown Royals. It's pretty good. Well, it's even better out of the mason jar because, you know, we're out in the south. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm currently drinking Tito's Handmade Vodka straight from Austin, Texas. Oh, nice. When did <laughs> yeah, you, you get that? Uh, did I picked it, it up uh, oh, okay. last week, okay. and I proceeded to get through it pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> At, at West Michigan Honda Meet this year, uh, the Team Tuna guys, I think uh, Andrew Brincat or one of the other buddies, gave me a, a glass of it straight, and I thought, wow, this is the best vodka I've ever had in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not, it's not Tom Seos, like, vodka concoction, right? No, that whatever is citronella, whatever he calls it, <laughs> yeah. some Polish name. That, uh, that stuff will put you <laughs> yeah, on your... That stuff will, it'll literally knock you over if you take a big Yeah, swig. that stuff is very strong. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. So, anyways, Johnny, um, yeah, what do you who, do? Who's Johnny C? Yeah. Tell us about yourself, who, Johnny. Who am I? Well, first and foremost, I'm a racer, uh, club racer, not not professional. <laughs> I don't I don't burden myself with professional racing, um, but I work for a company called OG Racing. Um, who OG Racing is? We're six seconds less. We're the nation's largest retailer of Sparkle products. 
Yeah. So yeah. I've bought things from you. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, basically, America buys most uh, Sparco gear, you know, out of anywhere else in the world, and we're the nation's largest retailer. So we're the ergo the world's largest retailer of Sparco products. Um, but uh, I, my history is I'm a brake guy. I used to work for Performance Friction Brakes. Um, I've worked with top teams, so everyone from, you know, I think the most popular one right now is Ganassi. Um, we've worked with the, with their brakes, Joe Gibbs Racing. Oh, cool. Um, you know, and, and basically, I I know more about brakes than probably anybody really should. Um, I kind of I was talking to a buddy of mine. I'm like, oh, but it's, you know, I was trying to explain to him the the essence of braking, and uh, you know, like the technology goes into it. And he stopped me and he goes. He goes, no, 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 it's like this. And he just proceeded to push his hands together. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, that's breaking. And I'm like. You look just, like a symbol monkey right now. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> Put his hand like, but, like well, clapping. I muscle. guess in, in theory that it really is kind of what breaking is. You just squeeze that thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I immediately had a brain hemorrhage and fell over. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's, uh, that's, that's what I do. That's, that's my style. So. Cool, cool. Um, how, how did you get into, the, uh, into performance friction and working with them? Actually, uh, performance friction is uh, kind of—I hate to say—it's easy to get into. It's really easy to get into, but it's really hard to stay. Uh, they have a pretty decent turnover rate, so I was able to get in there. Um, and then anybody that stays there longer than six months is doing really good. And I was there for a year, so. <laughs> is there any reason why it's such a high turnover rate of performance friction? Oh, it was. Uh, the, the the is there only- is there a lot of friction? There's a ton of friction. Yeah. No, it, it's uh, it, uh, how do I explain it? Um, it's kind of you ever heard all the bad things about uh, the Apple CEO? What was his name? Steve Jobs. Steve, Steve Jobs. Yeah. You ever heard all the bad things about him? No, but I've heard some. Yeah. Well, you take all the bad, like all that demanding, super pressure kind of stuff that he did, and then mm-hmm. that's the only thing you do there. <laughs> so you know you gotta you gotta perform. You gotta you know the brakes are the best. I mean, I've left there two years ago, and I still think they're the best. Um, and it's your job to get them on the cars, and it's your job to get everybody to, to sing in the praise of it. And it's it's really demanding. It's really tough. And, you know, anybody that sticks it out longer than a few months is uh, is is working it. But uh, <laughs> it is it is a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. Huh. I, I wouldn't have imagined a, a small motorsports company to be so rough. <laughs> <laughs> All the, it's funny because... A lot of professional motorsports is that rough, you know. Yeah. Like the the owner at the time, he would uh, he would always compare it to football. You know, you got a, you know, if you get a a field goal kicker who misses every time, every time he ain't gonna be sticking around very long. So it's it's kind of the exact same thing. You know, you gotta you gotta make the goals. You know, you're allowed to miss once in a while, but that's it. You know, it's, yeah. it's they're in professional level of motorsports, and you gotta be at a professional level. Yeah. So. Uh, who do they all supply? They uh, is that a pretty? Uh, they work with a lot of big teams and. Oh, um, yeah, the ninety uh, percent of the NASCAR field runs uh, PFC. Oh wow! They um, use brakes in NASCAR uh, <laughs> on little tracks. Yeah, a <laughs> <laughs> little bit, just a little bit. But it's it's actually funny because the like when they would go to super uh, super speedway, the teams would buy smaller brakes. Oh really? Yeah, so they would buy the thirteen inch rotors, <laughs> you know, or the uh, 12, 12 inch rotors, eleven inch rotors, and. Uh, in really small calipers, because they, <laughs> they actually don't, put smaller brakes on the cars. Because they don't, they don't use brakes during the race. Yeah, they're, wow. They're just for the pits, and so they would huh. just go out and lap and lap and lap. You know, <laughs> just lifting in third is all they need yeah. to slow down, and then get back on the gas. And then they'd only use the brakes for the stops. But when they did like Bristol or something like that, where it's a short track and they break a lot, 
then it was like our time to shine. That was yeah. That was like like you know you had to make a set of brake pads last, last yeah on a borderline four thousand pound car <laughs> with fifteen inch wheels slowing from very high <laughs> rates of speed. Yeah, going from one hundred eighty <laughs> miles an hour to thirty for three hours. You know, it's, Ooh, that's got to be rough. Yeah, yeah. It was when we that's when we turned into heroes at that point <laughs> or zeros. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what got you down to uh, to Atlanta recently? You've been there for a couple of years now. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, when I left PFC, um, I I, uh, I had a stop over at Detroit Speed, and that was that was very brief. That wasn't a place that I was very happy at. Uh, and then I took a, another job at at MTI Racing, and then same kind of story. I kind of realized why I got out of speed shops. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, all the work and none of the pay. And uh, and then uh, I called up. Bill at OG was uh, he was a, a, a you know a guy who bought from me regularly and I called him up I'm like hey do you guys need a southeast field rep and he was like well, you know we've never done that before but I like dealing with it let's try it out and two years later here I am so you know still working it's out good yeah uh, how did you uh, how did you find your place right by Road Atlanta there <laughs> was that just a house that was available well this came because I was traveling to Road Atlanta like every other weekend yeah and you know I lived in Woodstock Georgia which was like a hour and a half two hour drive and so to make it for a driver's meeting you know at 7 a.m you're leaving at five you know for a place you know a track yeah. that's in the same state now he can just roll out of bed in his pajamas yeah well, I'm oh, gonna... that sounds so nice <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm trying to find a grom right now so i can just roll onto my grom and ride so over the awesome. track you didn't make yeah you didn't make like a little like trail through the woods <laughs> you know there's a lake in between here that oh really done that already oh nice is <laughs> yeah. it a public lake or is it like private i don't know there's just i look at google maps and there's a big bottle of water Oh, nice. And I'm like, I'm not conquering that today. <laughs> you have like a little jet ski to go over. Yeah. Yeah, I would need, a, I'd need like a little 4x4 four four to get over <laughs> yeah. to like a jet ski and then like a like a go-kart yeah. to get me all the way to the paddock. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I, I, I never actually knew that until we were there, uh, like what were we there, a month and a half ago? Um, yeah. I didn't know that, that Road Atlanta was like surrounded by subdivision. It, it used to not be. It used to not be. It used to be in the middle of freaking nowhere. Yeah, this subdivision yeah. popped up like. In the last year. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And, oh and when I bought here, I was like, I got to be one of these guys that helps. Like, I got to I gotta support yeah. the track. My buddy Drew actually lives the next street over uh, from Johnny. So he's actually over right now, too. Yeah, he's oh, a cool. part of our studio audience. Say, hey, Drew. Hey, guys. See? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I thought I was going to have to support the track when I first, you know, when I first got here because the subdivision popping up. I don't want the thing shutting down after I just moved here. And uh, one lady on our like community Facebook page started complaining about Petite, <laughs> and everybody else just started jumping on her. Like, why'd you move next to a racetrack then? You know, like, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't have to worry about it so much. Yeah, it's like one it. of the racetracks that have been there the longest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you, you found that track. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now it, at OG, you do a lot of like consultation with teams now too for safety equipment, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. We go into uh, actually, I do consultations for safety gear for club racers, and then consultations for brakes for pros. Okay. Um, so when Petit rolls around, I'll be in the paddocks with the uh, Continental Challenge guys. Uh, I've got a few teams that run over there, and uh, just kind of working out their braking solutions. You know, uh, I know the old Caymans had a huge problem with uh, with brakes. Yeah. Um, I think if you guys watched uh, uh, the Sebring race this year, it was a perfect example of it. Uh, we sponsor a guy named Liam Dwyer. Okay. Who's uh, who is an injured marine? He's missing his legs. He's all over racing a Miata. So yeah, the Freedom yeah. Autosport. That's him. Okay. Yep. Okay. And uh, and so he was racing at Sebring, and he was uh, chasing down some Porsches, and you could see the Caymans 
going into the breaking zones, just walking, just wobbling back and forth. <laughs> ABS you know? going crazy. Nah, it was no. The, uh, what what we what we couldn't figure it out was that was a proportioning valve problem. Mm-hmm. Wound up being when the Caymans uh, go into braking, the rears toe out. So the back tires point out from the center of the car when the rear lifts. <laughs> and, uh, and, so, and so everyone was coming to me like, your brake pads are awful, you know. And I'm like, oh, they're not. Oh, what's wrong with your car? And they're like, uh, you know, it does this. And we, we spent a good six months trying to figure that out. <laughs> and, uh, but you could watch as Liam's chasing them down. He was watching these Porsches go all over the place. And then Liam passed them. And then the, and the imminent problem of the MX-5, which is the pads don't last for very long. Hmm. went out and uh you saw him shooting off into the dirt <laughs> oh, almost every at the end of almost every straight away so. man that's a bad feeling <laughs> I, i've been there recently shooting into the dirt yeah, so i saw pictures recently on facebook it looked like you were working on some seed inserts uh is it david chow's bac mono was over here maybe i think oh david yeah david's a good customer yeah we did his uh, we did i do seed inserts and so uh we did his um bmw He's got the same seat in his BMW in his Exomotive, the two premium. The Exocet, yeah. Yep. And uh, so we did a seat in, one seat insert goes into both those cars. Then I did one for his mono. Um, and then I did one recently for him at Pano's for hmm. his, his Elan built NPO1 okay. spec racer. Okay. Uh, I've done all the seat inserts. And basically, what the seat insert is, for those that, that don't know, is uh, it's, it's roll bar padding, it's a two part liquid that i mix together and i put a bag into the seat and you sit in it so your seats a mold and then your butt's a mold and then it molds to your whole body and it removes all pressure points out of the car and it's uh it's a must for uh you know for formula cars but it's a real nice thing to have for for club racers and uh yeah we did his mono we did his npo1 which should be delivered in october i'm kind of excited oh nice yeah that's coming up Actually, I'm really excited because I, I still have a seat insert. I haven't covered it yet because we're going to do some more modifications to it. Mm-hmm. And the thing's huge, and it's taking up a ton of room. <laughs> I, I want to get it out of here. <laughs> NPO one is that the new NASA? Uh, uh, that the new NASA class? That that spec racer kind of uh, like the prototype? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I've had the. Did you get uh, to drive one of those recently? No, no. But yeah, it was what there. powers those things? It's a Mazda motor, a little it's a uh, two liter Skyactiv, right? Or one oh, is it really? It's the NC Miata motor. Okay. So it's, uh, but I've had the, the luck of being able to be uh, somewhat a part of that, that program, you know, as far as like safety gear and stuff like that. But I tell you, I want one of those things. Yeah. Oh, it's screaming. Sort of Sell a couple Corvettes, man. Uh, yeah, speaking, speaking of Corvettes, what, what cars do you have just for the listeners? Oh, in the, in the garage, yeah. in the stable? He's got, he's got a, a few things, a few I, things out there. I, uh, I race a, an LS1 powered Miata, John Bouchard Jr. racing engine, so it's about 500 horsepower. Uh, You've been to to some of our events at Gingerman, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I've been to West Honda, West, West, Michigan. West Michigan Honda Meet. West Michigan now, now just Honda Meet. Yeah, because I have teched a couple of these, and I know you used to live up there. Yeah. Uh, okay, oh, you so you've personally seen my car? Yeah, I think I'm I've sorry. checked out your car. Oh, don't tell anybody. So it's funny. I actually, I I used to go to some autocrosses with the Windy City Miata Club, mm-hmm. and Johnny would show up, and I remember one day they had just repaved Boomer Stadium. And Johnny, like, in the drive, before it started raining that day, like, put down FTD. And then it rained, and that car was just a handful on that new, like, sealer. And it was just super slick. And so it ended up being that he also put in the slowest time of the day, still having a clean lap. 
Wow. So he like was spinning all around, but still like didn't hit any cones. And so he had like a clean run, like spun a couple of times, still a clean run. So he had fastest time of the day and slowest time of the day, it, same day. It was it, great. It was flashbacks of Chicago winters. <laughs> every every single turn you could do, you're pulling the e brake and just throwing the car around at like four miles an hour. It, it was really slick right after oh, I yeah. sealed it. That sucked. Yeah, it was like straight ice. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, what else do you got uh, in the garage there, Johnny? Um, uh, well, my daily is a C5. Okay. Uh, or C6. Uh, Z51 package. Uh, it's actually an Indy Pace car. Now, you were, you were talking about, Austin, that mm-hmm. you wanted a Corvette, right? Yeah, I'm starting to want a C5. Damn you, Christian ship. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's the thing you got to watch out for. Every Corvette that you look at will be rare in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> right? So every owner is sitting there with, like, waddling his hands, like, oh, mine's rare because it's, like, pink on the inside or something weird like that, you know? Um, but I'm, I like them pink on the inside. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. But anyway... Uh, but mine's the super rare one because it's the Indy Pace Car edition, right? Does so, it say Pace Car on the side of it? It says Pace Car on the inside, on the outside. It's oh, got stripes on it. <laughs> um, but I found out, like, because I was digging information, it's it's the ninth one produced. So they only made 53. or No, they made 500, but it was the ninth one produced. And the first 53 were used at the Indianapolis 500 Parade. Oh, really? Really? So somebody's famous ass sat on my cowling. And rode around in that parade. So that's how mine's rare. (laughs) And then we got a, uh, I'm babysitting for my stepfather, a a 427C3. um, And it's some kind of some kind of silly special edition. (laughs) It's it's kind of like a Yanko-ish kind of thing. Where this, is that a, like a Baldwin motion? It's exactly like it. It's Baldwin motion. <laughs> Good call. That's uh, that's that's worth something. <laughs> we, yeah. Well, we don't know if it's real or not. Okay. You know, I guess it's fifteen hundred bucks to uh, find out if it's real, and I've already removed the gauges out of it, so yeah. we don't really want to know if it's real. <laughs> if that's a Baldwin motion car, that's uh, that's that's probably a little bit rare. Yeah. 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 I think Baldwin was offering what was it at the time? It was like guaranteed love and second car. Really? Was their line? Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it, it's got flares. It's got a stupid hood scoop. Does it have the big, uh, the crazy front hood and everything? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, like it's it's a cowl induction slash uh, like uh, it's got the vent in the front of it kind of thing. Yeah, you, you, how do you know so much about this thing? Uh, I, I'm kind of <laughs> I, if it if it if it has four wheels, I might have read about it a few times. That's, I'm actually pretty impressive. <laughs> I'm impressed right now. With that. I have a Baldwin Motion uh, model in my basement that I built when I was 12. Is it is it blue? <laughs> uh, I think it's maroon actually. Oh, okay. Uh, We'll have to take some pictures of the thing and send it to you. Yeah, the yeah, those those are real. If it's real, that's that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, even if it's not, it still looks pretty cool. It's got fender flares and everything on it. We Does put, it have side pipes too? We put side pipes on it. Okay, okay. Was, a lot uh, of those things came with side pipes. That was a, a birthday gift because my my stepdad always wanted to have uh, side pipes on anything. He was like, well, he would have put side pipes on a van if we let him. And uh, a team style. Oh yeah, yeah. And so. Uh, and for his birthday, like two years ago, we, we got him a set of Holly side pipes for it and, uh, and the whole thing. And he was adamant he didn't want the mufflers in it. He just wanted straight pipes out. Oh, that's so cool. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I don't know, man. That thing's going to be deafening loud. And he was like, oh, no, I'll be fine. 
It's it's my dream to build a track car with uh, with side pipes completely uncorked uh, <laughs> and, and more than four cylinders. <laughs> yeah, don't you have a Honda or something? You can do that. Yeah, something? I've got plenty of Hondas, and I've had side pipe Hondas, and they suck. <laughs> you need to do that to the Cummins. Uh, well, that would probably sound pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah, it would. It sound um, amazing. Just, just today, I was going under a freeway overpass, pulling my big uh, my big box trailer. You know, and thinking, do you heel toe Man. downshift and floor it. Like the best, like the best sounding thing I own is my daily toe pig. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, my only side pipe kind of thing that we ever had was on on Gutty, our our chalkboard CRX that was featured in Grassroots. Um, it was our 2007 iteration of that car. We had it came out of the. I'm looking at the the magazine feature. It's on my wall. I think it came out of the passenger side. Uh, bumper and in chalk we had written boom hole around it. <laughs> and, and it came out of the front bumper on the passenger side it sounded sweet <laughs> but not baldwin motion vet sound <laughs> yeah it's funny because it's like it'll give you like vert i want to say like give you vertigo a little bit because yeah. you hear a pulsation off each side out of each ear it's like, like a reverberation going yeah, on constantly <laughs> you know it's messes with your inner ear and johnny falls over while driving it. yeah like yeah the thing oh the thing's a complete death trap too it's got these like silly little lap belts you know and i'm a safety guy you know so it's kind of like i'm looking at this like oh my god i can't drive this very much that's gotta be terrifying <laughs> it's terrifying what's supposed to hold my hans down <laughs> now, now well, since, like, hold you're, me in since the car. you're a safety guy what do you take on track what's your track toy oh, that's the ls1 miata Oh, okay. That's that is your track car. Huh? Yeah, that's. You just got back from LS Fest, right? Yeah. Yeah. How'd that go? I got my ass handed to me. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. I, I, last two years, let well now, yeah. Last let, was it fifteen? Oh no, fourteen and thirteen. Uh, twenty fourteen, twenty thirteen. I had won the shootout, so one hundred fifty cars entered, one hundred eighty cars somewhere around there, and then I got into the top five, and then I beat the top five the last two years. This year, went out there, got like 45th place. It was <laughs> now, terrible. Is that in a autocross or what? Yeah, it's uh, well, this year it was autocross, uh, road course, and uh, well, it's like auto, it's it's a festival, so you have to do all the festival events. Okay. So you got to go do the drag race, you got to do the, the autocross. They have a, a, a what's called a, what do they call it, like a track X? And like it's, high speed high speed autocross like yeah. an autocross on a track kind of yeah it's got okay it's got a, a guy who says go and stuff like that and I wasn't too big of a fan of that but uh but that got rained out but but yeah the uh, the the hand cooks I used last year I tried to reuse them <laughs> and that didn't work out very well <laughs> lesson learned yeah what uh, what motor do you have in that thing uh, John Bashard Junior built it it's a LS one so it's you just put that in this winter right yep just, yeah. Completely redone. Um, the before it was kind of like on year five of the motor, and it's like okay, we got to do some bearings and stuff like that. It's a wet, you know, it's wet sump. And uh, gave it to him. You know, John Bashar Jr. If nobody knows who he is, if you ever watch Horsepower TV, he was the Marine on Horsepower TV. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of watched what he was doing, and, uh, and that was the same time when I was working at MTI with her in an engine shop, and I liked his attention to detail, and he would really kind of work over oil patches passages and things like that and he won me over and he was like hey i want to build your motor at last year's ls fest and i was like done <laughs> like i'm 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 totally cool with this so we trekked it up there and handed it to him and you know probably one of the most uh like one of those engine builders that was giving that gave me constant updates which is really rare and uh gave it back to me and the things now the things flipping riot 
And what uh, what kind of compression and heads and stuff do you have on it? Uh, we actually dropped the compression. It was at eleven to one. Now it's down to ten to one. Okay. Uh, it's it's got uh, he spec'd out a cam, um, and then we did Texas speed heads, uh, LS6 intake. Um, it should be right around five hundred at the crank. Unbelievable. And a Miata. Sheesh. Yeah. I've, I have uh, real bad shifting problems in that right okay. now. Like, it, it doesn't want to shift anything over 5,500 RPM. And uh, it'll still do 155 down the back straight. I mean, that thing, you just need, like, third and fourth gear everywhere. That's it, right? Uh, fourth and fifth. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Is it, uh, what, uh, do you just have a regular T56 in there? Do you have a built-up trans? Or? Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, I was looking for a T56. Uh, kind of a little story. And every T56 I found was... 1500 bucks and mm-hmm. a rebuild is like 1500 bucks so it's like three grand i can go into summit and get one for 2700 dollars. and i was like i'm like man i can go get a built magnum t 6 tramic magnum for less than it would cost to rebuild a stock <laughs> one so that's what it's got in there okay <laughs> how, how much uh how much kind of power and and uh foot pounds of torque uh can a regular t56 handle uh, i think the uh. regular ones are like around 500 is ish is kind of like the danger. I've had a bunch of friends kind of munch gears and wreck stuff on those. And you'd think, man, with a, with a cam and a head and a set of headers and a tune, you can like kill the transmission. (laughs) It's the, uh, it's the clutch. The clutch is terrible. And the throw out bearing is terrible. Hmm. Uh, so when it starts getting hot, you'll lose it. And that's my problem I have right now. Cause I thought I, I've battled this thing for, for years. And I finally got it figured out. I finally talked to some road racers like an, like an idiot. I ignored those guys. And, uh, and so I finally got it figured out. But that, the clutch will not disengage. And so these guys will be shifting hard in the fourth. The clutch still engaged. And then, okay. And then it'll blow your trans to bits. <laughs> yeah, banging, banging everything around. Yeah, yeah, all because you, have a, you didn't want to put the $300 throw-out bearing in it. <laughs> what, uh, what's the difference between the crazy throw-out bearing and the, real th- and the factory one? I have no idea. I'm a brake guy. Oh my gosh! It's just a throw up. <laughs> they they tell the me they tell me it's better, and that's what I need to do. And okay. honestly, after that, I got no other options. <laughs> if it's still bad at that point, it's just the way it's going to be. Man, Hondas are so easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Like I, I have more fun. Well, I don't want to say more fun. I have a, a grip load of fun racing like Spec Miatas and little Civic stuff like that. Yeah. But once you get into something that's got like Buku power and stuff like that, it's. It's like a whole other world. It's easy button, man. Oh, I know, I know. Like when I drove, when I drove Christian Ship's Z06, it was just like turning super fast lap times and not even trying. Oh yeah, not, yeah. not even trying. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, that's stock C5, but no. And that, that actually became very addictive, and now I want one. <laughs> well, it's the tires. You got so much more tire. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he had. He only had like two seventy fives on it all around. But yeah, and that's tight. I think you fit like three fifteens on the rear and like two ninety fives in the front. I think I think his tires that he uh, that he used at Autocross Nationals were three fifteens. He just yeah. didn't Want to burn yeah. them up? Yeah, you do three fifteens all the way around. You get the Z06 rear wheels, put them on the front. <laughs> you do three fifteens all the way around, and that I, thing's monster. I'm actually I'm excited about seeing Christian this weekend when I'm at the runoffs. Oh yeah, he's gonna be down <laughs> and, there. Yeah, he? and as a matter of fact, Johnny's headed down there too this Excellent. week. Excellent. Yep. Be doing some work down there. Um, yeah, we got to figure out a good way to get me on some sort of Skype, or or at least I can listen to you guys. When I mean, you it's talk. not too late to buy a plane ticket. Yeah, they want to come. Yeah, my Daytona. <laughs> <laughs> you know how close the Daytona Airport is to the Daytona track. Yeah, I've been there. You just jump right out of the plane. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I've been texting with three or four people from the runoffs the last few days, and uh, they just had their first qualifying sessions today. Okay. 
Um, How, uh, yeah. I know when we talked on Friday, you mentioned Greg and me had something up his sleeve. And yeah, I, I, I kind of uh, saw on Facebook what it is, but you want to tell, yeah. tell people what, uh, what Mr. and me has come up with? Greg and I uh, race in Super Touring Light, and, uh, which is kind of limited by compression, cam size, um, you know, 425 lift cams, 11 to 1 compression. Um, and and that, that, the, the engine size determines the weight of your car. Um, and, but we also give some exemptions for improved touring cars to come into uh, into super touring light, and ITS is the highest class of improved touring car that we allow. Um, and usually the cars are too heavy; they're not all that competitive. Um, but Greg, over the about 18 months ago, Greg was looking at the rules, thinking, "Holy crap! The ITS uh, Civic SI, the new one with the K20." Um, is allowed 245 tires, which are wider than the 225s that we allow, um, and it's and it's 11 and a half to one compression from the factory. There's no flat plate restrictor like the K20s have in our in our class in STL, um, and the cams from the factory are allowed, and they're they're bigger than the STLs allowed. Um, but and you can run ITS cars under full ITS prep in STL. So Greg is running heavier. He's running three thousand pounds this weekend. He built an STL, an ITS car, and didn't tell anybody. Um, and <laughs> yeah, he's running, he kept it a secret, a really yeah, good for secret. eighteen months. He's been building this car, <laughs> yeah. um, knowing that Ron he, He's on the super touring committee with me. He didn't tell me. He didn't tell anybody. He told. Like, oh, he's, three on people. he's on the committee. He's on the committee for the car. Class. This questionable car. Yeah, he's car. on the committee. <laughs> he found the loophole that he thinks might win it uh, power wise. If and he's never been to Daytona, and he was only a couple seconds off of the leader so far this morning, and he's never been there. Um, but, uh, he's got a little bit more power than everybody, but he's got 300 more pounds than the other K20 cars. But, uh, yeah, I saw on got, Facebook, he said he had, uh, like top speed yesterday. It was like 140, I think. Yeah. The, I was watching on cool. scca.com today and I think the guy who set polls so far, who is the current, uh, leader or current, uh, reigning national champion, Cliff Ira, I think, uh, he's in an Integra, and I believe he switched to a K. He, it almost seems impossible to do that with a B18 motor. Um, he was in a B18 last year when he won at Laguna. But I think SCCA.com said 148 miles an hour, which quick. is freaking rolling, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little Civic? Hell, it's moving. Unbelievable <laughs> fast. Uh, yeah, I mean, with an NA, basically a stock-ish motor Civic, that is fast. Man. I think it's just a long final drive. Like he's not running a four nine. Like uh, a lot well, of you guys they're do. Six speed. It's a six speed trans. Yeah, I bet you true. that thing would top out with a four seven. I bet you it would top out about one hundred and fifty. So, I, I I would imagine the K series guys are probably running about a four seven. I haven't looked at the gear calculators, but, um, but yeah. So Greg's running bigger tires. He's running a little bit more weight, unfortunately, but. That, that doesn't that doesn't affect all, it the, as all much the benefits power. elsewhere yeah. make up for it. Yeah, and well, no restrictor, bigger cams, higher compression. Um, so we'll see if his little loophole that he found <laughs> might do well for him come Saturday morning. He needs to get one of those CX transes. Yeah. I, I, I had a, a Dell Soul in college, right? And this thing had B sixteen uh, or D sixteen motor, and then I put a CX trans. And I, it was back during the gas crunch when everything was like five dollars a gallon. And I tried to get this thing up to like fifty miles a gallon, and all I did was make it slow as dirt. Like, I think the CX Trans has a theoretical top speed of like one hundred and eighty-eight miles an hour. I think it was like two hundred and twenty <laughs> so miles an hour. Long. It was 
Like I could do seventy in first if you have enough yeah. room. Like, oh yeah, six miles down the highway, full throttle. <laughs> I think the only one that that has a higher theoretical top speed is the eighty-eight to ninety-one HF transmission, which I think the theoretical top speed of fifth gear is two hundred fifty-six miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that that car, I would I would jump on it, and it was like <laughs> so slow. Oh yeah, and then it would hit VTEC and be like. <laughs> <laughs> this is all, and then I'm like speeding, and I haven't even shifted yet. <laughs> yeah, the the the, the D series transmissions come in all shapes and sizes and forms, man. It was a terrible little car. Yeah, th- those are those are good little uh, beaters. Uh, uh, yeah, but with that transmission, you can't do much fun with it. Well, I I had gotten a free Civic four door, right, and I got the exact same miles to the gallon out of that car that I did the Del Sol. I did all these modifications to. <laughs> Well, you're probably bogging it down so much. <laughs> yeah, you know? it needed more power. And- yeah, the uh, uh, I've 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 kind of I've kind of wanted to do land speed racing stuff again. I did a half mile event a few years ago. Yeah, and I ran out of gear at about three eighths of a mile. We actually we 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 plugged the computer and we upped the rev limiter to like eighty two hundred, oh, so so that I could break one hundred and fifty miles an hour in the half mile. <laughs> Is that the last time that car was out? Uh, no, the, it blew up at Hanami last year. <laughs> okay, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, at, at 150 miles an hour, it blew up. Um, I, I went out to Hanami, what was it, maybe three years ago? Probably 2011. I went out to that thing. And I was it depends on if my car was there and how many colors it was. That's a good, that's a good basis. Yeah, it was just two colors. Car, it, yeah, it was no, 2012. It, it, three colors, 2013. But I, yeah. I showed up with, I was telling Austin earlier today, I, was, I showed up with a... With my LS1 Miata, and everywhere I go with that thing, everyone it's more of a circus act than it's a race car. You know, everyone everyone comes up and looks at it, and goes, "Oh wow, it's neat!" You know, all this stuff. I show up to to Honda meet with that thing, and nobody cared. Like I got nothing. I was I was really feeling weird about myself. Sorry and about that. <laughs> people would come up to me and they'd be like, "Oh look, LS1 Miata, that's cool. Did you see the Del Sol with twin turbos on it? That's amazing. It's down there." Oh yeah, that car was there too. <laughs> he, I got really kind of extra butthurt because it was not only did he get more attention than I did because I'm an attention whore uh, but he also went, ran like two miles an hour faster down the back straight than I did <laughs> yeah that car wasn't slow no it was, I, was, I was pretty upset myself <laughs> yeah. I, uh, how fast would that thing go in the big straightaway at Gingerman I, I think we were like like getting somewhere around like 130 or something like that okay yeah that's scary at Gingerman uh, yeah because you're coming in tor- towards a wall there it was uh, it was more scary because I had the the stance coilovers on it before, yep. And stance, you know, they're they're good for looking low and stuff like that. And probably if I would have taken it to them, it would probably been better. But I only had like an inch and a half of travel in the rear. <laughs> so anytime the rear suspension would like load up, I'd lose travel and I'd instantly break traction. So like, there's like long sweepers at Gingerman. <laughs> Where it was just like middle of turn, and the car's like, you know what? I feel like being a drift car now. And then you would just watch the run, just kind of walk out on you, and you're just like you a know. little short wheelbase like that. I'm sure that uh, that was a handful. Oh, it was puckering. <laughs> I'm like, on Monday, I had a similar experience to that actually. <laughs> oh, at Autobahn? Uh, yeah. I, after we did the podcast with uh, Garrett, um, with the E30 guy, um, Chris Sullivan, uh, he's got that pretty white S2000, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is all stanced out on these crazy Volk, Volk. SE37Ks yeah. or whatever. Yeah. The, the red wheels, you know. The RE, um, I think they're RE30s. Uh, what, I don't know. They all sound the same to me. <laughs> but uh, it's set up pretty well. He's got KW Variant 3s on it, I think. And he said at, at ITR Expo that it wasn't, that it like, he felt like the tires were shot. 
and he's like, can you drive the car around? Something's not right. Hmm. And, uh, um, so I, so me and Lewis, his photographer buddy hop in it and Lewis had never been on a racetrack before ever. And so I warm up the car. It's got star specs on it and it was fine. And then once I started getting on it, I thought, wow, this is really good. Oh, the car's going sideways. <laughs> um, and, and it, it it would like it would take a set into the turn real well, it would turn in real nice. And about mid turn, you'd have to basically go about a half a turn lock on the steering wheel and wide open throttle, counter steer it. And it was like predictable, almost the same way every turn. And it was because the tires were rubbing on the fender wells. In the back. <laughs> uh, it, and it was really fun, actually. <laughs> Like for three days afterwards, I'm I, I would just like kind of daydream and have visions of like sliding it around the clubhouse turn on full course. <laughs> and, ooh, it's so fun! <laughs> you just need to build a rear wheel drive Civic, dude. Let's I, put the motor in the rear. I don't know, man. S two thousand is so good out of the box, man. <laughs> I actually built it at rear wheel drive Civic one time. I never finished it though. Man, did I tell you about Missed that? Missed opportunity. No, that, that means you're no. building. Yeah, I, the, the, I, mean, I, I still have it. I haven't finished it though. There yeah. you go. I'll, you just need to finish it. Then we we, we put a Maxima V6 in the back of a really nice EF hatchback. Holy crap! Um, and and we never finished it because uh, we both had my, my brother and I both had girlfriends, and then I was getting married, and we were both broke. Um, <laughs> and then he blew up the Maxima motor in his Maxima, and we stole the motor out of it. So. Uh, yeah, we were we had we were planning about a six hundred horsepower the, turbo build on it. You put the Acura motor into the Maxima? Uh, no, no, it was the the Maxima motor was in the back of the Civic. Oh, uh, okay. Like it, it was mocked up and like the like built like the motor was in there, and so it was a front wheel drive drivetrain in the yeah. back of a Honda Civic. Yeah, but why so did awesome. you want a Maxima motor? Uh, well, because we the, had one. The VG thirty. Oh, okay. Yeah, we had one. It was there. <laughs> it was there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, uh, turbo VGs can do. Uh, you can probably do five hundred on, uh, on at the wheels on stock motors. Yeah, the motor. Uh, but they have, uh, but they well, they Not have the such good power band. I mean, they have you know they're very strong. And well, uh, Johnny Johnny was just telling me when I got here that he was actually a Z guy before. Yeah, I'm still what a kind of Z, Z guy. I I, I was a three fifty Z guy. Okay. So okay. All the three hundred Z guys hate me. Uh, and then all the 240Z guys won't talk to me. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's the way Z guys go. <laughs> but uh, the same way I hate all the 370Z guys. You know, it's, it's natural. It's a very segregated market there, the, uh, the Nissan. Oh, it's uh, funny because they all hang out together, and then they all just talk crap on each other right to each other's faces. <laughs> it's, it's the most amusing thing you'll ever see. I, th- I think the 370Zs are one of the prettiest things ever, man. Oof, <sighs> I love they those They fuel starve so bad, though. Do they really? Yeah, I had a student down at Roebling with one once. His first track day ever, and like it got below like half a tank, and would just starve for fuel. Wow, <laughs> just ridiculous. Because hydromat. The I guess the way, yeah, the Holly hydromat would be sweet. <laughs> no, the uh, the way uh, the tank is, it kind of like it's kind of like a two part tank that kind of straddles a transmission tunnel. Oh, okay. but the pickups okay. only on one side. Oh, so it's like the two forty. <laughs> yeah, the ah. pickups only on one side on the three seventy. So That's you know, problem. yeah, there's companies out there that end up making like. Two dual, like dual pickups for it, but oh, okay. but I'm, yeah, so I'm it gets low, and then all the fuel goes to one side, and the yeah. pickups on the other, and you're just like, well, no, that's not going to work. Yeah, because on the 350s, it was they had like two tanks. It was more like a Corvette style, mm-hmm. where it had two tanks ish. I think they're kind of connected, but they had a siphon from one side to the other. Okay, so it was constantly siphoning over. Okay, you know, the same, Corvette's got the same thing. You know, it's got two tanks. So it's kind of interesting that they 
went without that idea on the 370. You know, Eric Eric Kohler up in uh, Wisconsin has created a car that might tickle your fancy. What'd he do? It's a, uh, an LS swapped Z33 to an LS swap 350Z. There you go, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, I saw that on Facebook. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Oh, I've seen those too. And- I think he took it to Solo Nationals. I think. I know his his S two thousand was at what Andy Smedegard was was driving at Nationals. I, I, I think uh, him and uh, Andy co drove the S two thousand. Okay, okay. You know, the guys um, at uh, the guys at Siki are good good customers of mine. You know they co- they live like right now down the road from OG. Okay, and uh, and I met up with with Dan Dan Rapper Savage at the last Formula Drift event, and I asked him like why because he he drives an RX eight. I'm like why are you in an RX eight? You know you guys sell stuff for Nissans. Well you got to well you got flip a Mazda. And he was like, well, you know, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> I'm like, well, I, come on. I have a buddy who's just dying to buy an RX-8 with a blown-up motor and uh, and put a Nissan V6 in it. Like, uh, it, Austin, Nissan? you know him. Uh, uh, Jason Shields, our, yeah. our Jamaican buddy. Yeah. Uh, he's been talking about it for like two years. Well, he well wants, he's, he's a Nissan guy. Oh, he wants yeah. to do a VQ Yeah, he's a it? Nissan guy. No, he wants to put a VG. He's a really nice camp. Maxima, actually. A yeah, it, that, that's, what? What is that's it? the motor he wants to put in it. <laughs> what is wrong with you guys? <laughs> you got maximum motors going on this and that. Well, it, he's got forged internals in this thing and like custom like, Shrek cams. It, it sounds and, awesome. His maximum oh, sounds, sounds so amazing. Good, dude. Oof. Yeah. Um, but it's front wheel drive and the front wheel drive trans sucks. But yeah. if, you mate, if you mate that thing to the, the 300ZX trans, um, the old twin turbo 300ZX, which I guess that like the gears are like two inches thick. The thing is indestructible. Yeah, they're pretty um, and it bolts right up to the VG30. I guess, uh, I guess that's the hot thing right there. So he wants a basically a 300ZX twin turbo-ish kind of motor. With a four-door uh, Mazda around Into it. a 2004 <laughs> RX-8. Yep, that's what he wants. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've gotten into like 45-minute conversations with him, and I, do, I, do, I literally do nothing but encourage this. Cause I, think, <laughs> I think it'll be awesome. I think it's sweet, man. Yeah, You're man. like, how much money you got? Yeah, that's too much. See, if well, you stick around me, we'll end up putting like a, a Volkswagen TDI motor in one. We'll, we'll end up doing this thing for like a thousand bucks. It'll be the cheapest swap ever. So you're going to pull the actual impressive. motor out of his Maxima and do it? If uh, if he ends up finding the right shell, yeah. he's he just uh, Him and my brother just built this uh, the motor that's in his Maxima now. Okay. Um, Because he lost a Ringland in the, other, in the stock motor. He like was running a like 20 pounds of boost. But uh, um, they, they, they just tuned yeah. it with the new cams and everything, and I guess they got to get on the dyno still. But it sounds really good with the big cams. Man. Yeah, uh, I, I got I got a thing for those old VG thirties. They're they're not bad motors, really. Yeah, see that's that's where the three fifty Z guys get away from the three hundred ZX guys because to three hundred ZX guys, that VG is is god. The bee's knees. Yeah, it's the only thing that should exist. You know, LS motors or what. You know, kind of a thing. But what I I really like about the VQ motors is that they have a very unique sound on yeah. startup when they're just driving by. Oh, yeah. Although it does confuse me sometimes. Sometimes they'll be like, I'll hear one go by, and I'll be like, Oh, sweet, it's a 350, and then I look, and it's like a freaking Murano or something. Yeah, I like thought a- you were gonna say, Oh no, it's uh, it's Chewbacca. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like an FX35. Just tolling yeah. Along. You're like, yeah, you're just like, damn it. You're like, ooh, sports car. And it's like some soccer mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I always get conf- confused by the Muranos. Those things sound great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's like the ugliest car ever made. <laughs> It look, it look no, the ugliest one. What's the um, the Murano convertible? The Murano Cabriolet. No, no that is a great oh, idea. So it's so ugly. That is a great idea. It's so ugly. Why are you guys oh, discouraging <laughs> this? This is a great idea. It's such a terrible looking car. Oh, it's hideous, but it's like great idea. 
I mean, if you're already in your ugly car, you know, you might as well just enjoy just, it. Just embrace it. Yeah, you got some sun on it. Like, you, know? you make it so ugly that it becomes attractive. They almost look yeah. like they're something that should be, like, floating in a channel in Disney World. Like, <laughs> seven, el- seven others of themselves. Like you should have a boat motor on it and a yeah, hole. Yeah, they, they, like, they look like a kitty ride in, uh, in Disney World. There's just, something weird about it. You expect to have, like, six of them floating, like. Yeah, like, all tethered together and, like, <laughs> Like, the new, the new it's, a, it's a small world. <laughs> oh, God. Like it should have like a glass canopy on it, like yeah, like a like borderline like a pope mobile. Yeah, borderline pope mobile would be would be like you'd think of that, and you'd think that's an okay design cue for that car. <laughs> that <laughs> actually that okay. actually would complete it. Yeah, that's... I, don't think I think we, we need to think about assassinating the pope, but when I do, <laughs> we need to make a plexiglass like egg shaped roof for it. Yeah, exactly. It'd be perfect. Yeah, somebody put one of those uh, a picture of one of those up on uh, on the sandbox recently, and I thought I I've only seen one of those in real life, and I thought it was fake, and I guess that's. What it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a terrible it's like, car. Who, who signed off on that? I, I saw one the other day, and I thought it was like like with the top down, rocking and rolling. I'm like, that is perfect. If I'm going to be completely bored out of my mind, transporting kids back and forth from soccer practice. I want a little bit of excitement. Yeah. Oh man, I, I think you're. I think you're better off with like a 1989 LeBaron <laughs> with a 2.2 turbo motor and about six. LeBaron, LeBaron, LeBaron Turbo, man. My uncle had one of those. A cream LeBaron Turbo. I, I had a buddy in high school cream. with one, and uh, the fastest the I had ever gone yeah. up until a few years ago was in the LeBaron Turbo. <laughs> <laughs> And it was auto, and it had like blood red interior, and uh, and we went 135 miles an hour. Well, you went fast in it, <laughs> fast enough on a country road, yeah. Now, what kind of social status is the Baron Turbo convertible at? Like, if you think about it, like, I don't know collectors think it items much. now, man. Is it collectors? Item? It might be a collectors item now. Because I mean, it's definitely one of those. It's like, definitely rare. Like, when was the last time you saw like a, a clean K car wagon? Never. Yeah. What's a K car? Like, I don't like, know what that is. Like all the Renault, or the the not Renault, the like Reliant K and stuff like that. I still don't oh, know what that is. Have you ever heard, Austin? Have you ever heard the story of the Lemons K car? No. <laughs> okay, there. This is a good one. Um, there's <laughs> a few years ago, some people came up with the idea. Some Lemons racers came up with the idea that they would race this this K car that they had, and then they would give it to to the next group of people that wanted to race it. And so it's kind of like a, you know, like a, everybody like adds something to it and the next group races it. And it got a lot of people into the Lemon series. That's cool. Um, and, but it's also a terrible vehicle. Um, so <laughs> but people, kept, people kept upgrading this thing. Um, oh, and no. it passed, it passed around like from coast to coast. But the other, the other caveat was that you had to drive it between races um so so this one guy just maintained insurance and registration i think um and it had been passed around and it was going to race at at like every race uh this was in 2013 it was it was supposed to race at every race in the country that year and it was like 20 lemons races all over the country um and mike taylor auto x mike off of the sandbox um he hits me up and he's like, "Hey, uh, you're near Wisconsin, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah. Who are you? I don't know you." Um, and he's like, "Hey, I, I'm gonna uh, fly up and uh, we're gonna get the Reliant Lemons car. And can I use your shop?" Or, or I, I offered my shop, but he's like, "I'm gonna drive it to California." Oh, um, and, and at this point, it had a Mitsubishi V6 installed in it. 
um, and no heat. And it was about, I want to say it was like about September maybe or November. Getting, getting chilly. Um, I, he left, I think he left from my house in, on Thanksgiving. Um, it's and late. Judge Phil, the uh, like the head judge for Lemons, um, he was going to meet up with Mike along the way and drive out to, I think it was Sears Point that they drove to. But we put a super heater core in this thing. Like, uh, well, okay, first, first, first like off, Mike, Mike shows up at my house and he's like, okay, let's go get it. He, he drives up. To, he was working in Chicago. He drove up to Chicago from Atlanta. He lives right by AMP down by you guys. Oh, okay. Um, and awesome, uh, he's he's racing at the runoffs this weekend. His, his car is the car that I ended up racing at the VAR 13 last year, but uh, his his SCCA car. But he drives up to Chicago. He picks me up in his crappy Jeep Jeep Cherokee, and we drive up to Wisconsin to Madison to um, the, the one Miata shop uh, that parts out Miatas and they race spec Miatas. Uh, I saw Miata parts. I, Blake, yeah, something like I saw Miata yeah, parts BTDT, or whatever. That's right. Uh, that was where this Reliant or whatever the K car was. Um, and so me and the Miata parts guy at like 10 o'clock at night, we get this thing running. It had been sitting there since the Road America race for like two weeks ahead of time, three weeks or three weeks ahead of time. Um, but uh, it had been sitting there, battery's dead. We fire it up and it sounds awesome. Like it's like open header V6 <laughs> um, and there's no heat and it was 19 degrees. <laughs> and so I said, I'll take the first stint. Um, and then it turned out that the brake lights weren't working. Um, so I would have to flash the, or no, the running lights weren't working. So I just had to turn the brake lights on and off when I was uh, hitting the brakes and Mike followed me and we drove straight home from Madison and my fingers were almost blue when I pulled in and parked it behind tall Kyle's house. But, um, and so we put a super heater core in it, which wasn't enough. Uh, and we did, we did a bunch of other stuff, but then Mike is like, ah, it'll be fine. It's November. Right. <laughs> and so, and so on Thanksgiving, he leaves, uh, my shop in the K car. He, he had flown back up and I picked him up and, uh, and, and he ta- he's going to take it to Sears point. He was going to race a different car, but he was just the transporter, you know? Um, that's and not really he, fair. He, he, the, he documented all this, uh, and it, this is kind of like a legendary story in Lemons, but they ended <laughs> up going through Montana, and it ended up being 20 below zero. Oh, God. Montana. <laughs> and, and the car kept breaking. <laughs> and so they're fixing it in motel parking lots. It took them like a week and a half to get to California. Um, but the, I think the problem was the alternator was overcharging it, and so, he, <laughs> so Mike devised this system, I think, to... Like, like run it without the alternator belt for a little while. And no, then... it was like he would like unplug the power wire out of the <laughs> out of the alternator <laughs> and like jam it back down oh, um, in order to get because because it, it was like burning up the alternator um, yeah. and like melting stuff. And so once voltage, well, like once the once the wire got hot, he would unplug it. <laughs> so but, the only uh, warm thing in the car was this yeah, wire. Like, like the warmest <laughs> Uh, they, I think he ended up putting two heater cores in that thing Man. along the way. But uh, he met up with this other guy, I think, around Salt Lake City who had an old, um, you know, like the like the New York City cabs that look like 55 Chevys, you know? Yeah. Uh, he had Checkers. one of those as a Lemons car. And it had a 383 stroker motor. Oh, man. <laughs> and that guy had even worse heat than Mike. And so they were like sharing driver duties. And like it was a relief to get in the K car. <laughs> <laughs> 
luxurious yeah, like compared days. to the other car. For like two days, they drove across uh, 20 degree below zero weather. But, oh but we were actually worried about him, like, because he was out yeah. of cell phone service. And the, uh, uh, he had this live tracking app on the car. Um, and really? so you could type in, click into this website and see where it like was. Like a spot tracker or something. You could see where it was broken down at. And, and literally, <laughs> like, I'm sitting on Sunday afternoon dinner, like three days after he left. I'm sitting at my in law's house and I pull up my phone and I see, like, it had, like, gone so far and stopped <laughs> it had been there for like seven hours and i started getting real worried <laughs> yeah it was uh, it was an interesting one man we had uh, uh the same kind you're talking about about uh about not having heat the the miata of course is hot as snot and we went to the west honda michigan the, the only time i've went and i came back with a bunch of stores and so uh, at the time I was sponsored. <laughs> That's usually by, how it goes. Yeah. So uh, I, <laughs> I went with TH Motorsports and I told, you know, and uh, TH Motorsports was supposed to bring their Subaru that uh, the shop I worked for at the time had built. And they're like, and it blew up a, a head gasket and an autocross. And they're, they were without a car and they're like, hey, can you, can you bring your car out to, the, you know, this event and give it a go? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty broke. Can you, you know, you're going to have to tow it there and all this stuff. And he's like, He's like, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. I'm like, okay. So we show up, we run the event, and one of my buddies blows his motor. Like, doesn't check his oil before going out or anything. He was running like two quarts low and pops the thing. And so they're like, uh, he's like, I got no way to get home. Like, you can have my trailer. Like, <laughs> I'm going to have to drive this stupid me out. It's like 90 All degrees out. Home. Yeah. It's, <laughs> me and the wife stopped at, uh, at Walmart and got little spray bottles, like water spritzing bottles with fans on them. And we had to keep spraying our legs because the headers would heat up the trans tunnel so hot. That, oh, jeez, what like, a terrible car! <laughs> oh, what you should have done. A lot of the a lot of the Jeep guys from back in my Jeeping days. If you didn't have AC in the Jeep, yeah, you just drill holes in the floor and buy bags of ice and just empty the bags of ice in the floor, what? wear your flip flops, and just put your feet <gasps> right on top of it. And the air, the holes from the air, you know. And yeah. the floor, when you're driving, it would blow the cold air up your pants. That's a brilliant idea. It was yeah, great. genius. Yeah, and then it, and it'll just melt off eventually over time and drip out. And if it weren't for the like excessive exhaust leaks getting into the car, I would love it. It'd be idea. perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's uh, that's some good old redneck AC that's for the fantastic. Jeep there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it was it cost two dollars for every twenty minutes. Yeah, or something it's super like that. super cheap, man. Super cheap. That's a brilliant so, idea. Yeah. So um, while you guys got me, do you, do you want? To go over kind of like any yeah. brake tech or anything? Uh, like that? I mean, maybe brake tech, or we, actually, we might say brake tech for another one because that could be like an hour long by itself. It could be. Um, but I do know the SA 2015 helmets You're are coming all about out helmets. soon. I am all about helmets. I need a new one. Mine's an SA 2005, any, so it's about to be dead. If anybody's keeping notes, Austin came out to Motorsports Expo. Yeah, and talked to me. How long ago was that? That was February. February, yeah. And have still year. not bought a helmet. And he said, "Hey, I'm going to buy a helmet from you next week." Yep. And then, later, yeah, ended up, yeah, ended up not. <laughs> no, no, he's, oh well. I, I will be buying one. I just want to get the, the 2015. <laughs> but yeah, um, I got, I actually sent a message over to Bell because I was like, you know, I knew you were interested in it. I'm like, what's the differences? And basically they were telling me the difference between the 2010 and the 2015 is kind of minute. Just a sticker? A uh, sticker <laughs> and the, uh, the Hans device is now going to have pre-made anchors. Oh, really? Yeah, so it kind of makes our job a lot easier of carrying all those stupid little washers and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, it also makes ordering it a lot easier because they'll all be threaded. Okay. So that's now a regulation. Um, 
Other than that, there was a big change from 2005 to 2010. So I know there's a lot of guys running around 2005 helmets that are expiring. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, the uh, they're a lot lighter. <laughs> they uh, they got a higher G load rating. Uh, I can't remember the knit figure off in my head, but uh, I I recently upgraded to a 2010 off of 2005, mm-hmm. and it's probably about a pound lighter. Okay, which yeah, I think um, the helmet I was looking at was the RS7. Yeah, uh, which really nice, you know, Sparkle. not the full carbon. But mm-hmm. the full the full bell like RS seven carbon, uh my buddy Jason Kohler, yeah. uh who actually you know races a Miata and yeah. works for GM, somehow a bunch of GM engineers got that RS seven carbon approved uh <laughs> for for their GM test helmets. What? So, oh yeah. you mean like GM bought it? Yeah. Oh, so nice. like GM bought the helmet because he's an engineer for GM and does a lot of testing. Yeah. So he got them to buy that helmet and I think he's using it racing too. That's awesome. <laughs> Good for him. Man. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Because apparently did, there's a whole long Jason, process. Did, did Jason win a uh, championship this year? Uh Jason did win a championship I thought he did. this PTE? year. PT and TTE. Uh, he just him, ran. Man. He just ran Autobahn this weekend with NASA yeah. in TTD yeah. trim, not TTE, and did okay. a one thirty four three. Now, for the people that don't know, how fast Miata. is that? That's wow. fast. Like, how? What, what would a Corvette do around there? Uh, it depends. I've seen like 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 Jeffrey Sawtell, I think, does like one twenty nines in his Z O six. Is that like a like ST? It's an ST two Z O six. So it's like a built Z O six. Yeah, and I think it's one twenty nines or one twenty sevens. But okay. um, yeah, for, I think for reference, Brad Adams. Uh, I was there yesterday for yeah, a few what, hours. Thirty nine. Brad got a thirty nine three out yeah. of his uh, EG Civic with a B sixteen Type R cams and stuff. So the Wait. fastest like I've gotten my S two thousand to go was a one thirty five flat. Uh, Pat Reyes did a one thirty four five. Aaron yep. Lichty did a 134 one. Is it? That is really fast in a Miata. Yeah, one thirty four three in a Miata is hauling. He just he I put all the I aero back on. I didn't see him there yesterday. I was looking for him, but I couldn't find him. Okay. Was it Brad Adams, the one with the red Civic? Yep. Yeah. The Marine yeah. Civic. Yep. I ran. Into, Brad Adams. <laughs> I ran into him at. Uh, oh yeah, he said you guys went to to dinner and stuff when you were at uh, at National Corvette Museum. That guy destroyed some jalapeno cornbread <laughs> doesn't surprise me like just he's he found it and it was like he discovered jesus like he yeah. just started he attacked it he ordered more and you know, it was he said it was hot as balls that weekend oh God. <laughs> it was like it was a air air temperature was like 95 degrees yeah so the yeah. track temperature had to be like 100 that was our that was our west michigan honda meet weekend yeah, yeah and actually i stopped on monday stopped in and saw him mm-hmm. at work you know just surprised him yeah and he was like yeah we hung out with with johnny for moji racing and like <laughs> he said you got in some like big like not fight but like debate with somebody that weekend about something i, I forget what do. it was like when you guys were at dinner i'm very opinionated <laughs> man <laughs> I, I feel uh, I look up to House a lot. You yeah, know? he's always right, and <laughs> you know, and I, and I do safety, so it really doesn't pay to sit, to like bite your lip on anything. Yeah, you know. So if I see something that's wrong, I'll I'll call people out. <laughs> I, I am the meanest. Like like uh, the guys with four point harnesses always crack me up. Yeah, and actually, when I say crack me up, I I, was, I mean really piss me off. <laughs> and because uh, I sit there and I go, hey, you know, don't run a four point harness, and they're like, well, why? You know, I, I bought this one and it's green and it was like four hundred dollars. And I'm like, well, it's a death trap. And they're like, why? I'm like, well, because when you get in a crash, your shoulders rotate forward. It pulls up on your lap belt. You know, every other harness is anchored in steel somewhere. Three points anchored in steel by your hips and stuff like that. A four point's only anchored at your waist. So when you get in a crash, your shoulders rotate forward, and that hip belt comes up off your hips and into your stomach. Your hips can take over 100 Gs of force. Your stomach can only take three. And then it's internal bleeding, and then I get really graphic on them. I'm like, okay, this is what's going to happen. And then when, they just get real quiet. Yeah, it's like, well, I'm like, internal bleeding, you know, is 
you can't fix it. You know, yeah. you got no time. You know, you got between an hour and seven minutes before you die. And basically, you know, it's going to happen the whole time. So it's really graphic. And I, every time I see a four point, I always try to just, just destroy it. <laughs> I try to cut it out of a car, you know, and guys who are come from the show car scene are, are adamant about how good they are. And I'm like, once you get into a five point, like you're never going to want to go back to a four point. You'll, yeah. you'll see the difference. You'll feel it. And you're going to be much happier, but. But yeah, I I I, hold, I pull no punches. I <laughs> I try to scare the living crap out of those guys. I had never heard the uh, I had never heard the three G versus hundred G argument. Sheesh. Yeah. The uh, well. Yeah. I mean, uh, who was it? Um, well, Jack, soft, Jack it makes Coxworth. sense. Like your bones can probably sustain more G forces than soft organ tissues. I think. Yeah, definitely. I think it was uh, the human body can sustain. I think NASA tested about around twenty eight G. Right. So that's like your body, like. Up against the wall. When is it that most people pass out? Isn't it like four or five G's? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but this is that's like sustained, you yeah. know, like you're in a missile or something, yeah. you know. The centrifugal force thing. Exactly. You see yeah. In all the movies. <laughs> yeah, but this is, you know, like if you're like falling like off a building or something, you got like twenty three G of like momentary impact. Impact. Kind of, yeah. Where you're yeah. before you're, you know, you have some real damage going on. But you're in like individual body parts can really handle a lot of force. And then if you work that in with like a good seat or a harness that's gonna give you an extra distance to slow down. That could turn a hundred G impact into ten, you know, on your body. Uh Jack Hawksworth hit last year crashes uh IndyCar at hundred and eighty miles an hour into doing one of these little ovals, right? And it was a solid hit too. Uh hundred G's recorded and he bruised his heart. Wow. Jeez. Nothing else wrong with him. Just bruised his heart. Wow. Like that's and that, that's what you get when you get a good... How, how do you know when you have a bruised heart? Do you just cut it open and say, like, yeah, it's a little purple right I now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I don't understand that kind of thing. But it's... Man. <laughs> that was uh, the report that came back was that, you know, he had a bruised heart. How many Gs yeah. does it take to bruise an ego? <sighs> Not like a whole two. lot. <laughs> well, however many it takes to crush a fender. Just two turbochargers on a Del Sol. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> The running joke um, of the day. <laughs> Johnny, uh, is there any difference really in the in theory between a five and a six point harness where you have like a double uh, crotch assembly versus your, your balls are more comfortable? Yeah. It, well, is that really what it is? I, well, I kind of I kind of make the joke when I'm giving classes. I'm like, you know, five points for ladies and six points for men, and it's not being sexist. It's because guys got stuff down there you know you got to make provisions for space because i just upgraded to a six-point harness and that's a lot it's a lot more comfortable it's a lot more comfortable <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. but yeah. even then there's, there's like like willens makes two different six-point harnesses mm-hmm. like one it's like a t-bar yeah and then the other like they both come up to the same point yeah so yeah. make sure you get the the wide one on my yeah, i got the t-bar one if you know what i mean yeah, there, you, there you go <laughs> It's all those brave corners you go through. That's right, baby. 1.56 Gs the other day. Uh, I run a formula harness in mine. Okay. So it's not there's no like clip Fancy. in the bottom. Mm-hmm. It's it's a, it's a pain in the ass to get it out of. Or a pain it in takes, the crotch. Uh, no, no. It's, <laughs> it takes forever to get in and out of it. But once it's on, like I never even noticed it's there. Yeah, nice. Well, and if it, it takes forever to get out of it, you might want to consult someone on safety. Well, maybe, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's the high pitched voice. Yeah, call call your local OG Racing. Um, yeah, specialist. you might want to talk to a representative <laughs> yeah. of OG Racing and, and get a little bit of uh, insight into your safety needs. All right, all right, all right. Getting into it really takes a long time. Okay, I'll give you that one. Have I told you about the Crown Royal? <laughs> <laughs> well, we are. It looks like we are running a little. Uh, 
We're, we're probably about an hour or so right yeah, now. I'm on an hour five. So, of here, so. okay, it's probably a good um, good breaking off point. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Johnny, where can more people find out about you? Find out about OG Racing, Nine Knives um, Racing, any of that stuff. Well, go ahead then, and go ahead and spit it out. <laughs> oh, and we need to mention Devin. Yeah. yeah, this is Devin's Devin's teammate. Yeah, Hi, I Devin. am the team originator for Nine Lives Racing. Devin, of course, is my teammate, uh, and he does a fantastic job of getting the the word out there. Um, but yeah, I, I started Nine Lives Racing, and we're just uh, basically all we do is a, a marketing team that you know messes around with I, race cars. I've always wondered where Nine Lives Racing came from. Like, is it because you guys are cool cats, or it, like it was? Uh, I don't, it That's first, the lamest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> super cool cats, daddy-o. But, uh, <laughs> but where, where it started from was, uh, it was, it was actually me. I, I had just crashed, uh, I had a 350Z that was supercharged and I crashed it. And when I, when I, when the lady came up to my car, like I woke up to her saying, I think he's alive. And so that was like the third crash, like third, like life threatening crash I've had. And so that was the three X'd out guys, you know? And, uh, I was sitting there all bandaged up after the hot, you know, and my, my cousin's like, it's like you've got nine lives. And I was like, I'm like, I like that. <laughs> and so we took it and started, you know, race team. But then after years kind of went by, uh, the three guys turned into the three teammates. And so the team's always had three, you know, teammates on the team. So originally it was you, Devin, and Norbert, right? Uh, originally it was me, uh, a drifter called Knackers. Okay. And, uh, and, and one of his friends, uh, Danny Thomason. Okay. And, uh, they were, we were the original three and I was doing all the marketing and press for them. Um, and, and they straight up disappeared one day. <laughs> like, you know, like it went so in they, the winter. They drifted away. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you know, in the Midwest how it is, you know, once the winter hits, you kind of lose touch with the race car buddies and stuff like that. And then they just never came back the next year. Yeah. And so that's when, uh, that's when Norbert joined the team. Uh, and then, uh, and then Devin like hounded me, <laughs> like like straight up hounded me. Like, wait, wait, Devin? Yeah, not it, Devin. Yeah. <laughs> like, the same the same Devin we know. I, he would, he asked me when we still had Knackers and Norbert on the team. Uh, he he asked me. He's like, "Can I be on your team? Can I be on your team?" I'm like, "It's got three guys already. I can't let anybody on." And you know, he he's like, "What can I do?" He's like, I'm like, "Send me a proposal." And he sends me this proposal that was like five pages long, so pro too, right? like <laughs> typed out. I'm sitting here, I'm like, "Holy cow! How do you fill five pages?" You know, I was in college, I couldn't even do that for assignments, and um, and so I was like, "Man, this guy's dedicated. This guy, you know, he, he's hungry." And uh, and then when Knackers took off, I was like, "Yeah, he's in. Like, he's in." And and he's taking it and ran with it. I couldn't be happier with him on the team. And then, uh, and so you can find us on Facebook. Uh, I got my personal page, johnnychakowski.com. Uh, Johnny C was taken. Some guy who <laughs> sings music. Uh, which, That's like a long haired dude, isn't it? He was terrible. Yeah. That's all I know. He was terrible. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And then, uh, OG Racing, ogracing.com. Uh, get all your safety gear there. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, easiest way to get a hold of me is Facebook. Uh, Johnny C. I'm on all the, all the groups, I you know, C as in the letter C too. Yeah, John, yeah. No. That's not his last name. It's not yeah, that, S E E or S E A. Yeah, yeah. It's, purposely, it's purposely, purposely spelled out just C. Uh, <laughs> well, just I heard some Crown Royal talking there. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's uh, but purposely spelled C just because nobody would ever be able to spell my last name. I wish I had that kind of foresight for for my website. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Yeah. All right. Well, we really appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on. We'll have to have you on again sometime. We'll just do a just a break episode. Yeah, if you guys can uh, stay away. Yeah, from we need that. to talk about breaks too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, you know, if you guys want, what if I just sit here and just ramble on about breaks, everyone would get bored, quit listening, and I've done that before to, to teams where I just rambled on and they just. But if you want, listening. we can end the episode and you can keep talking about breaks, and I can just put it in somewhere else. Somewhere else. <laughs> but it's best if I get people who have questions. Okay. Um, if yeah. You, so if if anyone has questions, right. maybe they should send them to us. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Shoot it in an email. Uh, let's have questions. And we can do that when I get back from my California trip. Yeah, exactly. Shoot it in an email. We, yeah. uh, you know, I'll go through each one. Uh, do be kind of detailed on what you have. Uh, don't just say the car won't stop. <laughs> I need brakes. <laughs> yeah, like that. That leaves me nothing. Tell me what kind of car you got. What kind of situation you got. Talk me through a turn a little bit. You know, like is it going? Is it when the car's pointing straight? Is it when it's already turning? Um, are you going through pads like a madman? Tell me your components, uh, products, manufacturers, all that stuff. I want to know every bit of it, uh, everything you can think of. And, uh, and I can do my best to, to shoot them, you know, shoot the questions out there. And I think we all can learn something. Yeah. I think it'd be very helpful. Okay. So awesome. Yeah. I'd love to do that. I'd love to talk to you about brake fluid too. Yeah. What, what'd you do? (laughs) Yeah. I I Uh, used used old fluid. Yeah. Like four or five years old. Why? Was it open (laughs) too? It was an accident. <laughs> it almost caused an accident. It, it almost put me into the wall at Mid-Ohio. And so you're like, you're sitting there like, okay, here's my brakes. They're all, no, they're not. And they're gone. <laughs> yeah, I had never had brake problems with that car before. Um, and, and I pulled 250 pounds out of it when I went to STL. And then I started yeah. having brake problems just like this year. And it turns out I had put the, the fluid, like I had two bottles of fluid. I had the fresh one. And then yeah. I had the one that was the bottle of fluid that I bled into. And and guess which one I filled it with. <laughs> you didn't notice the chunks going in. Well, and you know I kind of work it... on the car when I'm when it's dark out and I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> or was it? Oh, what are those floating things in there? Nah, it'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be fine. Those those extra about. extra additives they yeah. add. That little guy. Don't worry about that little guy. <laughs> Awesome. Well, we really appreciate your time, Johnny. No problem. And I'll see you down at the runoffs uh, at the end yeah. of the week. All right. We'll see yeah, you down we'll, there. We'll awesome. be doing uh, some live shows, hopefully. Uh, yeah, you should stop by. We'll have there, uh, so. Greg and me and Christian Ship and some of our uh, regular listeners there. Yeah, take oh, a I picture, post it on your Facebook wait. page. I'll, I'll hunt you down from there. All right. All right. Okay, Devin. <laughs> hey, what? Is that what he says? <laughs> no, no. Oh. <laughs> Just right, master guys, social media. <laughs> well, in, in, enjoy the evening down there. You think the recording went well, Austin? I think so. I think All everything's right, good. good so. I'll, cool. I'll save my copy just in case. Okay. Sounds good. Well, we will All talk right. to you later. I'm going to go ahead Have and stop night, recording. Buddies. All right. We'll see you, man. Night, man.